Today is Thursday, July 16th, and it is a great day to be a sports fan, especially a baseball fan, because today is Shatter from the Cheap Seats official baseball preview episode. Uh, you guys can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Shatter underscore Cheap Seats Pod. Leave a five star review on Apple iTunes. And yeah, Ori, I'm switching it up today. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Um, I'm actually on a trip to Virginia with my parents. We're going on some hikes, which should be really, really fun. Um, I have a few more trips lined up that I'm pretty excited to go to. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty normal. What about you, Sammy? Good. I am actually just coming from a game. So, uh, cause you know, baseball has been really, you know, almost every day having stuff, which is awesome. So yeah, also been working on some songs and stuff. And besides that, just basically just chilling. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot actually. I've started doing this it's it's sort of yoga, sort half yoga, half like mobility like stretching routine that I do every morning. The first thing I do when I wake up, uh, I start off I foam roll, use a foam roller. Then I do a bunch of different stretches. Then I end it with some yoga and some meditation. And it really just gets my morning started. It, make, cool. it unlocks my hips, my groin, my hamstrings. It really makes me feel very loose. And it makes a big difference in my day. So I've done that the past three days. It's really made a big difference. I've been very motivated. I've been working out a lot. Uh, I started my summer homework, which is nice. And I'm currently eating a nice piece of chocolate cake next to me. Very good piece of chocolate cake. Nice. Did you make that yourself? I did not. We, my mom bought it from the farmer's market. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, today we're not going to spend much time on banter because we got a lot to get into today. We have uh, pro- possibly the most anticipated episode, anticipated episode out of all our episodes so far which is our baseball preview edition so the first thing we're going to be doing is making our predictions for the mlb uh al mvp and nl mvp sammy do you want to start us off sure um you guys want me to start with al or nl because they're both for me hot tech let's start with let's start with al all right so al mvp this guy finished in the mvp voting last year but I don't think a lot of people are looking at how good of a season he really had. And he is so young that I just can't wait to see what he's going to do. And that is Rafael Devers. I think Whoa. he is good enough to win the MVP this year because last year he was fifth in the AL in offensive war. And his numbers did drop at the end of the year, but that just kind of proves how a 60-game season really will benefit a guy like Devers a lot because he his numbers before he had that minor drop at the end probably would have gotten him in the top five of MVP voting. And he still had crazy numbers at the end of the year. So I think he can really explode. We also can't forget the fact he's 23 and he's already 
finishing in the MVP voting. He's going to be, you know, I think turning 24 sometime this year. So he is just a rising young superstar. And I honestly think it could be now. Now, I think now could be the time that we see Devers really start to, you know, become one of the league's top players um, almost unequivocally. And what he's going to have to do to win the MVP, the one part of his game that really needs improvement is walking. He only got on base about 33% of the time last year, maybe closer to 34, but with a guy who's hitting over 300 like he did, you want to be walking a lot more. And I think if he can do that, I think he could definitely, definitely win the AL MVP. I love Devers, super young, has power, gets on base, or that, or excuse me, uh, hits for contact, excuse me, but I really like Devers. I think he could definitely win the AL MVP. That's a pretty hot take, Sammy. Yeah. My NL MVP is possibly hotter. We'll see. Oh, okay. Well, my AL MVP is less of a hot take. I think a lot of guys are talking about him. Um, most, both of my MVP picks are not that crazy, but my Cy Young's and World Series is a little bit hotter. So my AL MVP is Shohei Otani. Um, oh, whoa, that is kind of a hot take, actually. Really? Okay. I haven't really heard that as much. Well, here's my thought process behind uh, picking Shohei. First off, we know he can hit. And he's going to be fully healthy this year. And we know he can pitch. So he's going to pitch. He's going to hit. He's going to do both. We haven't seen anyone like him uh, for a long, long time. And he can do, he can hit at the plate extremely well. We've already seen him. I mean, in uh, 2019, he had over 350 ABs. He batted 286 with um, 18 home runs. So he can definitely hit the ball. When he pitched, although limited because obviously he got Tommy Johns, he pitched very, very well. I think this will be a really, really good year for him. And because he's going to be able to produce both hitting and pitching, I think he's going to be an easy, easy pick for the MVP. Uh, so that's who I have. What about you, Jack? Uh, yeah, before I make my pick, I, j- I mean, uh, Sammy, I really love your pick, Rafael Devers. I think that yeah. it's a hot take, but I, I think I agree. I think that's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think that people are sleeping on him. Him and then also Xander Bogarts on the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be as bad as, mm-hmm. as people think they are. Yeah, I mean, losing Mookie definitely is a, a big thing, but I think it opens things up more for guys like Devers, which is another thing that could possibly help him. Not as many eyes on a guy like Mookie. And now maybe the sh- the spotlight, excuse me, can kind of be shown on a guy like Devers or maybe even a guy like Bogarts. I really think Devers is on that team, the guy who is most likely to do it. And that's why he's my pick. But uh, I'll let Jack go. Yeah, so my pick for AO MVP, and this might come as a shock to a lot of you guys, I have Aaron Judge. Ooh. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I feel like there's a lot of talk about Aaron Judge's injuries. And I, I think that his injuries definitely are a factor. But I think that if he can stay healthy and get hot, he's going to be an absolute beast. And I think he will win the MVP because every time, whenever he's been on the field, he's been good. Last season, he, uh, he played in, he's played in over 100 games every season he's been in. So, yes, he's been hurt. But, I mean, 
over 100 games is still a good enough sample size where it's not like necessarily a fluke per se. But last season, he had a 380 on base percentage with a 921 OPS. The year before that, he had a 392 on base percentage with a 919 OPS. The year before that, obviously, his rookie year, where he had over 1,000 OPS, 50 plus homers. He was incredible. And it's not just his offense. It's also his defense. It's his leadership. Everything about him, he j- it just screams perfect. I mean, I think he's going to win the MVP. I think he should be. If he proves to stay healthy this year and maybe next year, I think he's going to be the next captain of the Yankees. And I'm, I, 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 am, I am admitting that I'm a little biased, but I do think Aaron Judge should be the MVP and also cough, cough, two-time MVP. Yeah, um, Judge, I, I like that pick. Um, he, when he's healthy, is really one of the best players in the game. And I think that's without a doubt. The health has been an issue, but I think a 60-game season, we can see Judge really start to shine. And I actually, before we move on to the NL MVP, want to comment on what Ori said, because I, I think it's really interesting. I have not heard anyone bring up that name in MVP uh, for uh, Shohei. And I'm looking at his stats right now, and, you know, I think that's a real possibility. Um, OPS plus of 151 in his rookie year. Obviously, he had some injuries and things. Last year wasn't as good, but we could see him bounce back to the level that he was in his rookie year or beyond. I think that's a good pick, especially in the offense with two other MVP likelies, really. Mm-hmm. Rendon and, and, and out. So, because when you think about it, the offense, he, the system he was in last time, he only had 61 RBIs, but it was not as good of an offense as they have now. So, I, I like both of your guys' picks. I, I, I still think Devers uh, can be a guy to do it, but nothing on Sammy, I'm in love with that pick. Can I just say one more really? thing before you? Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know if I'm completely sold on Shohei Otani, and not necessarily Shohei Otani, just sort of the, the hybrid pitcher slash hitter. I don't know if, if it can really work in today's game. You've seen it sort of with Michael Lorenzen, but not like, not, not like, really. not to, I mean, uh, he, he got some at bats last season and he, he did play in the outfield last season, but not to the extent of Shohei Otani, obviously. And I just don't know if it's uh, sustainable for from a health standpoint. Yeah, from a health standpoint for Shohei Otani to play a full season. I obviously think that it'll be a lot easier in 60 games. But I think that if you look at Shohei Otani, and, and yeah, I'm looking at Michael Lorenzen's uh, baseball reference here. He, he had 100, I mean, he got some plate appearances. He had 130 hits in 2015. Uh, that might be, oh, I'm an idiot. He gave up 130 hits. Never mind. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I just don't know if it's uh, susta- su- sustainable. Uh, for a guy like Shohei Otani to to stay healthy from a pitching and hitting standpoint, we've seen in the past couple seasons him just being a hitter because he got hurt, so he couldn't pitch, but he could still hit. And I just I just don't think like I'm looking at his hitting stats from last year. He had 18 home runs, hit 286, uh, 848 OPS. Uh, I mean, year before that he had 22 home runs, hit 285. Yes, that's good. But it's nowhere near MVP caliber. And I think that if you were to get 
uh, become an MVP play caliber player, it would have to be because he's a good hitter and he dominates from the pitching standpoint. And also, well, I mean, to that to that point, Jack, I think that if he hits two eighty six and has like a three ERA, I think that's MVP caliber. No, but what I'm saying is, I don't think, I don't think it's sustainable for him to be a pitcher and a hitter. And and like, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, I'm just saying my point. And none of you got my reference when I said Judge should be a cough cough two time MVP. Why? Because he got snubbed. Yeah, he got oh. he got snubbed. Oh yeah, that's right. So um, I guess I'm gonna move on to NL MVP, and I I think this is actually a hot take. Um, he, he finished pretty high in the MVP voting last year, but not enough people, from what I've seen, are considering him for uh, this shortened season, and that is Cattell Marte, Ooh. the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, I'm in love with your picks today. I, I Me too. I mean, I, Cattell Marte is kind of just a beast. He's a great defensive player. He plays shortstop, uh, second baseman, and some outfield. So middle infield, outfield, love the guy. But where he really shines, of course, is offensively, especially last year. He hit 329. He got on base uh, 39% of the time, an OPS plus near 150 at 149. And those are MVP-like numbers. That's why he finished last year fourth in the MVP voting. And he's, I mean, I think he's a guy who can handle tough pitching, which he's going to see because he's going to see the Dodgers. Because looking at his splits and an 0-2 count, his batting average is 292, which is insane. It's very hard to hit that well, 0-2. And when you're facing good pitching like he will against the Dodgers, you're going to need to be able to adjust when you get down on the count. And that's what he's been very good last year especially, but over the course of his career of doing. And he's 26, 27 years old, something like that. So he's going to be in his prime or – I'm entering that sort of range. And I, I, I really love Cattell Marte. Not enough people are talking about him. And I think the Diamondbacks can really surprise people and be a good team because they're going to have an MVP like Marte and a ton of other guys who are going to be producing in that offense. Yeah, I mean, I like that pick. I, I'll agree with you. Like, I don't think enough people – are talking about him, are you saying that he'll repeat what he did last year? Is that your argument for him? Yes, because earlier in his career, he, he made his debut in 2015. Earlier in his career, his numbers were not near that level. And I think when you have a year like he had last year where you're not really doing too well and then you have this great outlier year, it means one of two things. It means it's a fluke and you're going to go straight back down or it's an, a breakout season. And you just keep going on the upward trajectory. Wow, I can't talk today. Word pod. pod. But, um, and I think for Marte, it's really, I think he's going to start going on the upward trajectory. (laughs) Tough word, man. um, Just because he's so young and it's obvious to me that there's some sort of adjustment he made in his game to improve his numbers because it's not just like, he got a little bit better. I mean, every single stat improved by a miles and miles and miles. Tell Marte, I think, had a breakout year last year. He's going to keep growing. And I think he even, you know, obviously 
and it's a 60 game season, but I think he could put up relatively better numbers than he did last year because he's entering his prime. I think last year was just the beginning for the superstar of Cattell Marte. I really like him. Although, Sammy, when you said that, I think that you can't really compare what people do this year numbers-wise compared to previous years. You, The only thing that you can really compare them with are what other people do this year, just because I think all numbers are going to be a little mm-hmm. bit distorted this year. Definitely, yeah, but I, I just think that he, I think he's in a position right now, entering his prime, 60-game season, a chance to get hot, a team that, you know, thinks that they can grab a wild card spot. I think he's in a position where he has a chance to shine. And I think he could do just that and snag the NL MVP award, which frankly would surprise quite a lot of people because they're not talking about him nearly enough. Sammy, I'm in love with your picks today. You're on fire, man. But anyway, let's go. I'm always on fire. (laughs) Let's go on to my pick. And some of you might consider it the safe pick. Some of you might consider it the boring pick. I consider it the right pick. I have Ronald Acuna Jr. winning the NL MVP only because for the sole reason that he's a monster. I mean, he's a monster. Last season, he would have been, I think, I may be wrong about this. I'll double check uh, my math here. Uh, not a math pod, but um, the fifth player in the 40-40 club of all time. Yeah, he would have been the fifth player in the 40-40 club, except uh, unless because he got injured at the end of the season. But he had over 40 home runs. He had 37 stolen bases. He would have got those extra three stolen bases, uh, but he got hurt towards the end of the season. But he is just a... I mean, his stats last year, I mean, they're mind-boggling. He hit 41 home runs, had over 100 RBIs, had 37 stolen bases, uh, batted 280 with a 365 on base percentage. Uh, the OPS is low. The OPS is like 880, which is pretty low for an MVP candidate. However, he plays a pretty decent um, uh, outfield uh, plus position in center. Um, I really think that he, he's only going to go up from here. I don't mm-hmm. think there's, I mean, he's only going to progress. I think that he's he's amazing. He's an amazing talent. And I think that he's really going to have another solid year. Yeah, I mean, Jack, I didn't want to pick, you know, a boring player for the MVP, but I agree with you here. I would I, not call uh, Acuna a boring player. Well, no, no, no. Obviously, he's <laughs> no, I love exciting to watch. No, no, no. I didn't mean. Bo- I meant boring in the sense that he's one of the favorites. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's I, not I, a <laughs> he's not a dark horse, but he's definitely fun to watch. You know, I. I don't think this will happen, but you know what? I'm just going to say it because why not? He could go 2020 this year. 20 wow. 20 stolen bases. He can do it. Wow. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to hit 20 home runs this season. It's going to be interesting to yeah. see. And, and or you said, you said, you said boring you player. You mentioned dark horse. And can I just clarify one thing really quickly here? Go ahead. I think that they're, they're players like, like uh, Rafael Devers, for example, at Sam using Kettle Marte. They're dark horses for a reason. They're the flashy picks, but sometimes the flashy picks are not always the right ones. Now, I love Rafael Devers, not as in love with Kettle Marte, but I still like the pick. However, uh, the pit, like Ronald Acuna Jr., he's the favorite for a reason. My, I'm not predict, my predictions here aren't meant to be flashy, they're meant to be correct. So, and I think that 
Ronald Cooney Jr. has a really good chance of winning the MVP. So yeah. I know it's not the flashy pick, but he's a front runner. He's yeah. a front runner for a reason. You know, yeah. I would I mean, not argue with that. I, you know, Acuna is just, he's just incredible. I love the guy and I really wanted to pick him. Um, and you know, even if I think, you know, which I might, you know, I'm just not really sure, but even if I think that there's an equal chance of a few guys, I just, I think it's good to throw in a guy like Cattell Marte and Rafael Devers because I like putting yeah, it on sure. people's radars that these are guys that can kind of come in and, you know, turn some, take heads. A, yeah, turn some heads. Absolutely. And, before we move on to our Cy Young picks, I actually just saw uh, some breaking news on my phone and want to see what you guys think. So Austin Meadows for the Rays just tested positive for COVID-19, which wow. means that he, I mean, I'm assuming will not start the 2020 season with the Rays. And so before we move on, how much of an who, impact who, do you Who think? tested positive? Austin Meadows. That kills me. I love yeah, Austin Meadows. So, it, it's actually very good for a Yankees fan, but he'll be back. Yeah, so what, just very quickly, briefly, what, what do you guys think? Do you think that affects the Rays? Of course. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at the stats. He batted 290, um, 150 hits. Damn, he's a – I mean, he's a, I knew he was a great player. Uh, he's definitely one of the keys on that Tampa Bay offense, um, a team that's led by their pitching but definitely needs hitters. Um, Meadows is definitely one of the leaders on that offense. I wonder how long he'll be out. Yeah, I, you know, it, it depends. I mean, I guess they're going to have to, cor- he's going to have to quarantine for at least two weeks. So he's not going to be back until probably the, at least the end of July. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's two weeks quarantine and then you have to pass two you have to pass two COVID tests, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so yeah, that was just, I, you know, as we were recording, this is, uh, let's see, Thursday night, July 16th. So as we're recording that just broke. So it's always fun to kind of get some breaking news as we're recording, but, um, now we're going to move on to our NL and AL Cy Young picks. And now let's actually start. You guys want to start with the NL? Yeah, sure. All right. So, I am just pulling up my notes here. So my NL Cy Young pick, it kind of pains me because I'm a Cubs fan and I hate this team and, you know, I don't hate this player, but he sure does kill the Cubs. But Jack Flaherty, you know, may not be the super ultra favorite, but he's a guy that absolutely could win the NL Cy Young and I think should be one of the favorites. To end the year last year, second half, his ERA was under one. He had a .91 ERA in the second half. And a guy who gets hot like that at the end of the year, I think he almost start 2020 exactly like that because when you think about it, your second half is roughly 12, 13 starts, which is about how many he's going to be getting in 2020. So he's already shown he's a player that can get hot. If he can start hot and stay hot, it could almost be easy for him because it was like, I remember last year, it was a surprise if anyone got on base against him. He only gave up 10 runs in that whole second half. I mean, he's an absolute beast, and I'm not just going to focus on that second half. His stuff is also nasty. Fastball, 95, has a nice break on it. You know, not a crazy pitch, but his curveball is where... I was looking at this fun website I found and playing around with it. 
it breaks seven inches down and seven inches ver- uh, horizontally on average. I mean, trying wow. to hit that is not going to be easy. He has great stuff. He's shown he's a pitcher that can get hot. And in a 60-game stretch, the ace of the Cardinals, Jack Flaherty, is, I think, a perfect candidate in a season like this to win the Cy Young. What do you guys think, Jack Flaherty? That's a, that's a great pick, Sammy. Uh, you know, he, I'm on fire you, today. Yeah, you're on fire today. I like all your selections. Um, you know, as you said, he had a red hot back half, second half of the season. And if he can continue that form, he will definitely be the Cy Young because he was absolutely lights out. It'll be interesting to see if he can continue it. I believe he will, but I don't have him as my NL Cy Young. I have a different guy, guy from the Dodgers, and it's not Clayton Kershaw. It's Walker Bueller. It's Walker Bueller. Now, Ori, you said that you had some pretty hot Cy Young takes. I would I wouldn't consider this that hot. Well, my 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 AL one. AL, okay. Pretty, it's pretty hot. But I don't think that this is a guy that's being talked about enough. And I want to show you guys why. I mean, Walker Bueller, he's so young and he's so good. And I think people don't understand that this season is going to be all about pitching. And Walker Bueller is going to take advantage of that. He's going to be better than he was last year. And, and last year he was incredible. Um, and I know he's not the you know day one starter because Clayton Kershaw is going to be that but I mean you know Walker Bueller is the ace of this team and I just want to go back to 2019 which was one of his better years he pitched 180 innings so you know injuries are not really uh it's not really a concern and especially with the shortened season it's really important to be a to be a proven healthy pitcher he had a 3.26 ERA, which is not as good as his 2018, which he had a 2.62. But what I think is going to happen is with Walker Bueller, because he's so young and he's so talented, I mean, his stuff is absolutely nasty. I think he's going to have, in, if he hasn't already had his breakout year, this will be it. He will be the best pitcher in the NL, win the Cy Young, and really help this Dodgers team out, even though they don't need it. He'll definitely be the best pitcher on that staff. What do you think, Jack? Uh, I hate the pick, and I think my pick is going to be a lot better. Okay. Wow. That's just brutal. He, he, he's That's not playing mean. around. Yeah. My pick is uh, Walker Bueller from the, uh, from the Los <laughs> No, I mean, I love well it. Uh, I think that if you look at Walker Bueller's stats and age, he's only 25 years old, uh, not in his prime yet. But I think he's definitely going to have a career year this year. 2018 was his first full season in the MLB. He had a 2.62 ERA, 148 ERA plus, silly numbers. Uh, last season he had a 3.26 ERA, still very good, and a solid 127 ERA plus with a a FIP just over three and a WHIP just under one. I think that he's a fantastic pitcher. He has nasty stuff, and he's in a rotation. With guys like uh, Clayton Kershaw, and the, I mean the Dodgers rotation, top to bottom is is ridiculous, and I think that's going to kind of take a little bit of the pressure off him. Even though he is their ace, they still have guys like Clayton Kershaw, uh, Julio Arias, the young pitcher, Dustin mm-hmm. May, uh, Alex Wood. He's not the only guy they're counting on. 
And I think that that's going to take some of the pressure off of him. And I think he's going to have a career year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally I, agree. Walker Bueller is a guy I really like. And, you know, with these predictions, it's not like the um, regular season predictions with the teams. I like. I feel like all of these picks are guys that are really going to be in the mix. And Walker Bueller, I, I couldn't agree with more. Last year, not quite as dominant as 2018, which was incredibly impressive for his rookie year. But the fact that he is so young, he's in the beginning of his career, I think a 60-game season could be exactly what a guy like him needs to kind of show – the league that he is one of the top guys. And I'm not trying to say that he necessarily isn't, but I think he can kind of throw himself in the conversation soon with guys like the Grom and Cole and Verlander. Yeah. And I, I actually, totally none of us had DeGrom, which I was very surprised. Uh, do you guys think that he's going to regress? I, I was just, no, curious. no. I just no, no, happy I, to pick other people. Yeah, I mean, I think we could all agree that he is the best pitcher. Although the, he, I mean, can we agree on that? I uh, yeah, but yeah. on a consistent basis, yeah. I, yeah. But he did get pulled out of the um, uh, his inner squad game at, after the first inning the other day, and with back tightness, and he went took an MRI. The MRI showed nothing alarming, but. That happens a lot when there are actual serious injuries. So that is something to be concerned about if you're a Mets fan. Yeah, I I think we're kind of out of time in baseball where it's kind of we're seeing a lot of change. Obviously, it's like the turn of the decade, so it's natural. But we're starting to see with MVP, with Cy Young, these awards, a lot of these guys, uh, the younger dudes like Walker Bueller and Jack Flaherty kind of take the reins where, you know, some of the older guys are kind of being forced out and not to say they're not good anymore, but I feel like the spotlight is starting to be shined more on a lot of the rising up and comers, um, which is really interesting to see. So with that being said, I'm actually going to kind of contradict myself because my AL Cy Young is the ultimate favorite. He is frankly robbed last year. He was absolutely incredible all season, especially the second half. And that is Garrett Cole, an absolute monster. There's not really even too much to say in Pittsburgh. He was not exactly what, he was not reaching his full potential, but as soon as he gets to Houston, it, you know, it's a different monster for Garrett Cole. And it's been really exciting to see what he was able to do. And now with the Yankees, he's kind of taking the reins on that rotation. He's going to be their ace. In a 60-game stretch, he's one of those guys that can get hot in 12 or 13 games. We saw it last year. I truly believe that we're going to see it again. Yes, it might be a boring pick, might be the ultimate favorite, but Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball right now, and that's why he's going to win the AL Cy Young next year. This year, next year, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like the pick, Sammy. I hope you're wrong just because I have $200 riding on you being wrong. <laughs> um, but 
my yeah for uh, anyone that doesn't know uh ori why don't you tell them about the bet yeah okay so me and jack you know we we like to bet on sports and you know i like to include money so we have 200 like i could lose a total of 220 dollars this season if i lose all my bets with jack um one of them being if the orioles win three or more games then i win um twenty dollars but if they um and this is against the yankees um but if the yankees um don't lose more than two games then he gets 20 bucks and then um and and if they if they lose two games on the dot then i get the money yeah yeah and um and then our bet with Garrett Cole is that if Garrett Cole wins the Cy Young, I have to pay Jack $200. If Garrett Cole does not win the Cy Young, I get 50 bucks. It's one to four odds. I thought it was a good deal. So that's why I took it. But let's go on to my AL Cy Young, and that is Lucas Giolito. I think this is a little bit of a hot take. You know, not a lot of people are talking about him. I don't think really anyone is talking about him for the Cy Young this season. And I think that's just a mistake because Lucas Giolito might have the brightest future out of any of the younger pitchers in this league. 2019 had his best career year, played 29 games, had a 3.41 ERA. Very good numbers, not Cy Young numbers, but... They showed that he's improving, and this year will be his breakout performance where he really shows everyone why he's one of the top pitchers in this league. Um, I mean, I, I'm just banking on him progressing and getting better and better. I mean, he's he's fairly young. So, I mean, he's only 26, so he definitely – I mean, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Um, but, yeah, I think this is definitely Lucas Giolito's year. I really hope he does well because um, I really want to get at least one of these predictions right. But yeah, I, I, I actually want to comment on Giolito because I really, I mean, I, I love Giolito. I don't know if he's quite at Cy Young level yet, but I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and have a really good year. And by that, I mean, he's going to have a sub three ERA, if not better, and maybe not Cy Young level. But like Ori saying, but I really like the guy because, you know, he's this really top pitching prospect. And then for the Nationals uh, in 2016, and he kind of comes up and he he really stinks it up. Like, yeah, he was bad. His ERA was near seven. It was just, it was really bad. Rough year. Yeah, really rough year. Um. And then he kind of had a bit of a comeback in 2017 with the White Sox, only to well, with a 2.38 ERA. And then it kind of went back down again. Uh, it bloated to 6.13. And last year he had another bit of a comeback. So it's really up and down for Giolito. And I've, I've really been rooting for this guy. I hope that he can show the league that he can be the type of prospect that people thought – he could have been um, because at the beginning it appeared like things weren't going to work out, but he can always turn it around. Like you said, only 26. And I do like the Giolito pick. It's an interesting one. I don't know if he's going to win Cy Young quite yet, but he's definitely going to make a, make a statement this year for sure. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't hate that pick, but let me get on to mine. And I have Garrett Cole also. 
I think that he figured stuff out. Pitchers figure stuff out in Houston. We've seen it with guys like Charlie Morton kind of resurrect their career there and then go on to other places and still be great. I mean, Garrico was a great pitcher before Houston, but he, I mean, I don't think there's anyone like him. What his stuff has been, I've heard it being compared to a train, like his fastball coming at you is kind of like a train coming at you. Uh, last season, uh, 2.50 ERA. That's ridiculous. 20 wins. Ridiculous. Over 200 innings pitch and 326 strikeouts. That's also ridiculous. And, uh, an 0.895 whip. Ridiculous. He's a ridiculous pitcher. And I, I mean, he's so good. There's no words that explain what he does, man. I think that he's definitely going to have a great year. And I think that if he's able to stay healthy, no doubt in my mind that he's going to be the Cy Young. And you can see that based off of me putting up $50 against Ori in the bet. Yeah, well, let's go on to some World Series, some playoff stuff. Um, Just wanted to say how I did this. I went off my division win totals, and then I made my own bracket based off of that. And then I just thought who would win what, and I ended up getting to the World Series. I think I have a little bit of a dark horse here as the World Series winner, but let me take you to the matchup. The World Series matchup is the Reds versus the Rays. Wow. I think the Tampa Bay Rays are being underrated, underlooked. Their pitching staff is incredible. If Austin Meadows come back, comes back, that'll be huge for them. I think he probably will by the time we get to the playoffs. I think they're just built for the playoffs. This is a team built for the playoffs, and they can perform in the playoffs. And then when it comes to the Reds, I think I might be the only person that is this high on the Reds. I love this roster. And that's why I have the Reds winning the World Series in five games. They're going to absolutely dominate this season. So I'm just excited to see it. Uh, What what do you guys think about that prediction? It's interesting. And it's cool because a 60-game season, anything could happen. I mean, for all we know, we could see a team like, I don't know, like the White Sox win a World Series. And, you know, anything could happen. For me, I had the Reds also in the World Series and against the Yankees. And I actually had the Yankees winning. And appreciate it. I I, I didn't think about it uh, beforehand, but I'll I'll give the I'll give them the win in five games. Let's say they win it in five. And for me, the Yankees are really just a lot above anyone else in the league. Even the Dodgers, they're kind of in a tier all by themselves especially after adding Garrett Cole, making the rotation one of the best in the game and playing the Reds, who I love as well, underrated everything really. Rotation, their lineup is going to really take the NL by storm this year. But I think if they play the Yankees, the Yankees are more experienced, more explosive, and they're just a much better team. And I think we can maybe see a situation in my predictions where the Reds maybe get a little ahead of themselves and the Yankees kind of put them back in their place because they're the team to beat. They're the team that's going to win the World Series this year. I mean, to be frank, they're such a good team, one of the best we've seen in a long time. And I'm really excited to see what they do this year. Now, 
Not to say that other teams in the AL won't be able to compete with them. I think the Rays, who I have them going in the ALCS against the Yankees, I think the Rays will absolutely, if they play the, um, who, excuse me, if the Rays play the Yankees in a playoff series, the Rays will absolutely give the Yankees a fight because that rotation, in a deep as it is, in a playoff series means so much. But I, I do think the Yankees are going to win the World Series. Jack, I have a feeling you might agree with me. Um, just a hunch. Uh. I cannot agree with you more. The only thing that I can, the only thing that I feel sh- more strongly about than the Yankees winning the World Series is disagreeing with Ori's take. Now, when you said that the Rays are being overlooked, I disagree with that. I think that the Rays are not being overlooked. I think that a lot of people recognize that the A's are a very strong team, but when you look, when you break it down, the Yankees have a much better lineup than the Rays. Would you agree? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, yes. The yeah. Yankees have a, a better bullpen than the Rays. Yes, and the Rays do have a better starting rotation throughout an entire season. But if you break it down through the playoffs, Cole's better than whoever the Rays are. Ace Cole's Last better than now. Snell, probably. Snell. Oh, Cole's yeah, better Snell. than Snell. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Playoff Tanaka. Okay, I would put playoff Tanaka up with anyone. Anyone in the I would put playoff Tanaka up against. Glass now because Glass now is unproven in the playoffs. He's young. He, he he had a good half season last season. Then he got hurt. Um. Uh. Yeah. I just he hasn't proven anything yet to me. Uh. And Morton's been there, done that. But I think that the Yankees, the Yankees rotation is good enough to compete with the Rays rotation. More than good. Well, oh, good enough to compete. Okay. Sorry. And I would say that you could say that about. Any team in the league, because the only lineups I would say that you can make a case for that are better than the Yankees are the Twins and the Dodgers. And no one has a better bullpen than the Yankees. No one. And there's only a couple teams that have better rotation than the Yankees. I really don't see how I the only team that I see beating the Yankees in the playoffs this season are the the Astros. That's the only team I see. Uh, I have the Yankees Dodgers World Series. I think that the Dodgers rotation and lineup is so good. You got guys like Max Mun- Muncie, Cody Bellinger, Mookie. Uh, Mookie Betts. I mean, fantastic. But I think that the Yankees are such a deep team also. And I think that when it comes to, I think the regular season is going to be a lot about pitching, about starting pitching. I think the lineup's always going to be important. Uh, but but the regular season is going to be a lot about pitching. How many and games then, do you have the money in? In the against the Dodgers, yeah, I have it going seven. Going seven, nice. I think that um, epic. W- when it comes to playoffs, we see it every single year in the playoffs. The playoffs are about pitching, but it's all it's mainly about the bullpen. I think that we've seen teams in recent years have locked down bullpens. We've seen pe- like teams like the Rays go with openers, and no one has a better bullpen than the Yankees. And the Yankees' problem is they overuse their bullpen in the playoffs. But now you have a guy like Garrett Cole that you, you can know trust is going to give you a strong eight innings, strong seven innings every time he goes out there. In in a playoff start, uh, you got Garrett Cole for uh, one game. You got playoff Tanaka, who playoff Tanaka is insane. I would put playoff Tanaka up with anyone, like I was saying. And then you bullpen the third game, and then you have Garrett Cole pitch again on three days rest. I mean. Risky, okay. It's risky, but like, 
I would take playoff Tanaka, Garrett Cole, and Yankees bullpen day versus any starting three you could give me out of any team in the MLB, and I would give them a chance. I don't think that I, Ori, I really disagree with your position. I mean, we'll just have to see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting because, you know, now we're kind of making, you know, our mini playoff World Series predictions. And obviously, if the MLB season gets to the playoffs, which we're all hoping for, of course, um, I think it's going to be cool to see how the regular season impacts how we interpret what's going to happen. Because even if the seeds are exactly how we think they're going to be, what happens in the regular season really could dictate how we can analyze what's going to happen in the playoffs. And that's why it's so hard to do that so far in advance because so much could happen, even in 60 games. So much could happen, and I'm just so super excited. Obviously, we only have today – a week from today is going to be opening day with the Nationals – taking on the Yankees at Nats Park. But, yeah, so now do you guys want to move on to our batting champ and home run champ? Yeah? Yeah. But before we do that, um, I just want to do – I have a little fun prediction here. Um, This is on the pitching side. Now, I don't know why, but I have a strange attachment to Justin Verlander, and I always – like predicting ERAs, so I'll predict Justin Verlander as the ERA uh, leader. I have him as a 1.29 ERA. Um, oh God, which Ori, get out! I'm we're, we're we record a, over Zoom. Uh, Ori has just been muted on the Zoom. I can't believe this, Jack. <laughs> come on, like I can. I'm being aggressive here. If this happens, I am God. You know, I feel like. You 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 came out today and you said to yourself that I'm going to make some strong I'm going to have some strong opinions, kind of taking the Rex Ryan approach from the booth, <laughs> and I think that you, you fell short. To be honest, I think Sammy took sort of that same approach, a little more conservative than you, but and and Sammy has been killing it today. But already, I mean, I might put you back into the waiting room for this. I mean, this is <laughs> this take is even worse than the Red Braves, and I mean, no. I just you're having a bad day my friend no i'm having a great day i need you to to stop talking for like 10 seconds let's all meditate and just think about what you have said today i have said justin verlander actually has that era everyone listening to this has to like give ori a million dollars or something seriously what what was the era again a 1.39 1.29 1.2 that's not gonna happen and no one's ever do you realize i would bet like my life's worth that no pitcher is going to have that ERA because if Justin Verlander has one game in the entire season where he gives up like three runs, that's not, that's done. He has to literally give up zero, one or two runs. He cannot give up more than two runs the entire yep. season. Yep. Ori, that's ridiculous. I'm telling you. Hey, and 12, he, 13 stars, anything could happen. I that's think, still ridiculous. Look, he has, he's the only guy in the league that can do it. That's what I think. He's the only guy in the league that can do it. I I mean, I cannot express my displeasure with this enough. (laughs) So you guys want to move on to uh, batting champ, I guess we can do, which uh, let's start. Let's start with NL. And I'm going to go with the guy who has done it before, not last year, but the year before. 
and his name is Mookie Betts. He has a new home in Los Angeles, of course, and I don't have him winning is the this MVP. Home run champ, uh, the batting champ, batting, batting champ. average. Yeah, batting average. Yeah, um, and I, I think for Mookie, um, last year was still great. Nothing close to what he did in 2018, but a great All Star year for Mookie. And I don't think he's going to win the MVP, like I already said, but. I think he's going to be back in that mix for sure. Maybe top five, top four guys. I think he's going to lead the league in average. Like I said, I think I could see him honestly hitting, I mean, 370 even, 370, 380. I think it's possible for a guy like Mookie in 60 games. Do not throw it out the window. I think that's perfectly doable for him. I, I really like Mookie. He's one of the best pure hitters in the game. I mean, obviously, you can do a lot more than just that, but that's really, I think, the best part of his game, and I think he's going to get back to leading the league in batting average uh, in this shortened 60-game season. Well, I don't think he'll get – I don't think he'll hit 370, but – I think I mean, hey, 60 games, I think he, the league leader will hit somewhere around there, I think. Well, I actually have the league leader as who you chose for MVP. I have Cattell Marte. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a great contact hitter. He batted 329 last year. Absolute stud. I think he's going to be a great average hitter this year. I don't think he'll be quite the MVP. I definitely think he'll be close. And it will be because of his average, because he hits for average. Um, And, you know, this season, there's fewer ABs. And I think that if he can get to a hot start, he will definitely have a very, very high average. I don't really want to make any predictions. I've done enough specific number predictions for the wow. day, and I think Jack is going to kill me. So interesting. Um, I, it's interesting, actually. Cattell Marte. Oh yeah, was, uh, I'm I'm Oriachin. I have uh, Cattell Marte hitting uh six sixty one uh, in the season. Uh, that's my prediction for the uh, twenty twenty season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Cattell Marte um could definitely be thrown in that conversation. Obviously, he hit for great I, I average, like but I, like I think I mean. Just going back to my MVP, I think he hit for power better than people give him credit for. I mean, he hit like 32 home runs last year, and I don't believe he played quite uh, a full amount, a full season. Yeah, I did. You did? Okay. 144 games. Oh, 144. Well. 570 ABs. That's a lot. 570. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but 32 home runs, I mean, I, I think he's more power than Mookie has, you know, I think he's going to have more power than Mookie will ever have. And I, I think Mookie's probably the better contact hitter. I mean, he hit 346 playing 136 games. That's crazy. So yeah, that imagine what he could crazy. do. Imagine what he could do in 60. That's, I mean, I think 370, 380 could even be low. I think, I mean, you think he's going to break I think 400? a leader could even hit 400. Wow. But I, I don't think we're going to see that this year, but I, I think it's possible. It should not be out of the question. And at least in the NL, if there's a guy who could do it, it's Mookie Betts. I, I do, don't want to bet against him uh, when it comes to batting average. Jack, who do you have for NL batting champ? Yeah, so I have Cody Bellinger. Ooh, another Dodger, okay. Yeah, I think that Cody Bellinger is really going to have another solid year. He had He had a career year last year fantastic and I think that I was debating between uh Christian Yelich who won it last year and Cody Bellinger decided to go with Cody Bellinger who hit 
305 last season. I think that in a shortened season, he's one of those very streaky hitters that if he Mm -hmm. gets hot, he'll ride it out throughout the entire season. Uh, I don't think anyone is going to hit 400 this year, but I think that if someone did, it was because they got insanely hot and rode it out for the entire season. So I think you have to have a little bit of a different approach this season when picking your league leaders. And I think you got to look at the guys who are very streaky. See, for Bellinger, I, I think it's a bit of a hot take. I mean, I love Bellinger, and I think he does a lot very well. But that I think there are a lot, got a lot of guys who are better qualified for batting champ. If you said MVP for Bellinger, you know, I don't necessarily think that, but I wouldn't really necessarily argue. But for batting champ, I mean, he batted three hundred five last year, which is you know great. But. I, I mean, he he had not ever hit uh, over 300 in his career before that. I mean, he's been a lot of, in the league for two years, three years. Three years. I mean, there are a lot of guys who I think are better qualified, and maybe you'll prove me wrong if Bellinger does win the NL batting title. But for me, I yeah, just yeah, I don't really go see back it. to these after the season. Yeah, definitely. But uh, not for the AL, and I'm going to go with. I mean, you could call it an obvious pick. I mean. I guess you could say Mookie Betts was an obvious pick, but I'm going to go with uh, Jose Altuve. It's, yes, you know, the cheating scandal, whatever, but Jose Altuve is still one of the best pure hitters this game has seen in a long time. And yes, the past few years, his numbers have been dipping a little bit. 316 in 2018, 298 in 20, um, excuse me, 316 in 2018, 298 in 2019, which compared to hitting like in the 340s like he was, not quite as good. But I think in a shortened season, Jose Altuve is a guy that can get really hot. And he's always been a guy that hits for good average. And I think he can do it especially well in 60 games. He hit 346 in 2017, which was, in, which was his MVP year. And I think he could do that again. Like uh, I was talking about for Mookie Betts, I could see him hitting 370, 380, maybe even into the 390s. Like, I don't think there's going to be anyone hitting 400, but Betts and Altuve are the guys that I would pick if I could pick anybody. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good pick. Um, Jack, do you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go. All right, go ahead. I have a white sock. Uh, winning Tim the, Anderson, um, the AO MVP. It is not wait Yon MVP Man- or uh, batting, batting average. Title. Batting title. It is not Yon Mankata. It is not Tim Anderson. Luis Robert. It is a person who has never played a per, a, a a game in the MLB. Luis Robert, bro. Luis Robert, my boy. I love. Now him. this is I a hot him. take, and I think uh, Luis Robert last season. Uh, he started off last year in high A ball. He hit 453 <laughs> in just under, it was only 19 games, but still in 84 plate appearances. Then he went to double A and he hit uh, 314 in double A. And then he hit 297 in triple A and he's making the jump to the majors. And you might be thinking, well, if he hit 297 in triple A, then why would he be hitting like 
360 in, in the majors. But I think that the, he might have the most hype coming up out of any prospect ever in Major League history. I wouldn't and say I, ever. I, I would say there's a lot of no. hype. Let's just put it that there's way. There's a lot of hype, and you can't – I mean, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper – yeah. I would not call it. I, not, okay, but I, I say, love, as much as I, I love, he has a lot of hype over him. Okay, Absolutely, yeah. And I think that we've seen a lot where rookies come up. We've seen it with Aaron Judge. We've seen it with Cody Bellinger. We've seen it with Pete Alonso, where rookies come up and Indeed. pitchers really haven't figured him them out yet, and they just mash. And I think you could see a case of Luis Robert doing this. Every scout that's ever. Uh, wrote, every article that is written about him, every report has all been just glowing, positive reports. No one has a bad thing to say about him. I think that mm-hmm. he's a guy who he's going to go on a tear next year, and I think he's going to lead the AL. I love, yeah, I love Luis Robert. I'll be the first to tell you, he's a monster. He's, I mean, out of prospects, I mean, one of the best five tool guys because he can really do it all and especially hit for contact. And I think one thing that he has going for him is that out of the three regions, you have the West central and East. I I would say that the central probably has the weakest overall pitching. And yes, you have some outliers. You have Jack Flaherty, you Darvish, who could be good. I won't go into that, but um, (laughs) Jose Barrios. um, But Overall, I would not say – I'd say the Central is probably the weakest region when it comes to pitching. And Luis Robert is going to be seeing his first dose of MLB pitching very soon. And when it's not as strong as it would be in other regions, I think that's an advantage for him. I mean, it's definitely a hot take, uh, him winning the batting title in his rookie year, but – it's a 60-game season, and as we saw last year in some of his minor league play, he's a guy that gets very hot. And for 60 games, him winning the batting title should not be completely out of the question. I would not put my money on it, but I love the guy, and I think he could do it. Yeah, I mean, nice pick, Jack. Um, and that segues into mine pretty well because he's also on the White Sox. He's going to hit 347. He's a beast. Tim Anderson, he's going to repeat. Um, I mean, he did it last year, so why not do it again? I think he's going to come back stronger than he was last year, and he was scary good last year. Obviously, he won the batting title. So he's going to do it again. Um, I'm really, really excited to see how well he can play. As I said, he's going to bat 347. I really hope I get some of these right. If I get, like, the 1.29 ERA, right, I'm actually going to flip it. Yeah, but, or is um, that guy that he, like, predicts, like, like every possible prediction <laughs> at the end? He's like that reporter that said, uh, he's like, I think Garrett Cole was going to sign with the Angels. I think Garrett Cole was going to sign with the Yankees. Garrett Cole was staying in Houston, so no matter what, you're going to be correct. Yeah. That's kind of what Ori has done here today. Well, look, I mean, not really because I've been pretty precise I feel like, you know, if Verlander gets a 1.28 ERA, I'm not going to take any credit. So, you know, but I mean, Tim Anderson, he batted 335 last year. I I think he's going to bat a little higher this year. I think averages are going to be a little higher this year uh, for the really nice contact hitters. So that's why I have Tim Anderson 
as my. Kira, can I say something real quick about Anderson? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So I love Tim Anderson. Don't get me wrong. I he's one of the most fun players to watch in the game, without a doubt. And he's really kind of made this persona about himself. And obviously, he led the league in batting average last year. But I can't count on it just because when you're not walking a lot, it's. I think it's tough to maintain a good batting average. And I know that might sound kind of weird, but when you think about it, when you're walking more, it gives you not, you're not hurting your batting average. And I think that's why you're going to generally see the guys with higher batting averages walk, you know, more. And Anderson, I'm not going to count him to do it again, just because of that. I think if he could manage to walk some more, that gives him a, uh, a buffer and I think it'll help him. But I mean, the amount of uh, his walking last year was not good. Yes. He got a base three fifty seven, but when you're batting three thirty five, that's like only 2% of the time you're walking. Not good. Even worse than guys like Javier Baez who are known to not walk a lot. And that's just an issue I see with him winning the batting title again I think if he can make that adjustment and maybe walk four or five, even like 7% of the time-ish, I think that's where we see he can repeat. But unless he makes that adjustment, I can't I, – I don't see Tim Anderson winning the batting title again. I, I'm, you know, it's still, I, I think, a pretty good pick, you know, picking him to repeat. But I, I have my issues with it. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our home run leaders. Let's start in the AL. And Jack, you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah, so you guys know that I had Aaron Judge as my AL MVP. And if Aaron Judge is going to win the AL MVP, he's going to have to put up a lot of home runs. So I have Aaron Judge winning the AL uh, home run title. I think that he's going to hit, I'm going to say, 20 home runs on the dot. Okay. Uh, I think that that's fair. That'll be around like low 50s something like that yeah something like that but i think that he's just gonna get hot at the beginning of the year stay hot stay healthy and he's just gonna ride it out baby yeah 54 home runs equivalent in 162 games. maybe we are a math pod (laughs) maybe maybe sammy want to go next yeah so um al right uh so i actually am going to have two guys i'm gonna say it might be a tie and i'm gonna have them both hitting 19 home runs. So we're close uh, in, in that vicinity. And I'm going to have Joey Gallo, which we've talked about before on this show is an absolute monster and probably when healthy, the most powerful hitter in the game for me, that was a no brainer, but my sleeper pick, if you will, would be Matt Olson Ooh. of the Oakland athletics. And this man hit 36 home runs last year in only 127 games. That put him right up there with the league leader, uh, Solaire. He would have been on pace to hit 46 home runs in a full season last year. So, I mean, he, and when you watch him play, he's just pure power. I mean, really knows how to pull the ball over the fence. It's super fun to see. And it's sad that this is going to be a season with no fans because I think he's going to be hitting or rather sending a lot of souvenirs to the stands. Matt Olson is a guy I think people are sleeping on to be up there uh, at the top of the league in home runs. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a really cool, interesting pick. Um, I'm going a little safer here. I'm going with the guy that we have not mentioned, but I think, you know, he's obviously the best player in the MLB, Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. I have him hitting the most home runs. You know, consistency is key, and he's extremely consistent. He's always obviously incredible. Uh, I think he's going to be really good this year. He's going to hit a lot of home runs. Call it 22 home runs. I'm going a little high here. Um, Jesus, that's like the equivalent to like what around 60 home runs. Hey, look, I'm a Mike Trout believer. I think he's going to be great. He's never hit 60 home runs before, though. He doesn't need to because he's going to go off to a really hot start, maybe cool off at the end, but 22 home runs. I see it. I believe it. Mike Trout, AL, home run leader. I think that's a little high. It might be a little high. I I mean, you subtract the usual two for Maury's prediction, and it's about right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then let's go to the uh, the NL here. Uh, Who wants to? I'll start. I'll start. You'll start? All right. Uh, I mean, you want to go ahead, Sammy? I can take it if you want. We might have the same guy. I'm actually curious. Okay, yeah. Maybe not. Who do you have? Uh, I don't think we have the same guy because I think you guys are going to have to disagree with me. I think you're going to say it's a fluke, Sammy. Pete Alonso. I actually agree with you. I have Pete Alonso as well. Wow. Ooh. I think that... We do be agreeing. Uh, Pete Alon- we, we do be agreeing. <laughs> uh, Pete Alonso <laughs> had a very low OPS last year, actually. Only 941. Oh, only 941? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking, like, like when you when you think about his rookie year, you would think that he, his OPS would be over 1,000. I mean... I mean, that 941 is nothing to complain about. No, I mean. not at all. But I'm thinking, like... Over 100 runs scored, 120 RBIs, 53 home runs. I mean, he, he only batted 260, but one thing I don't like about him is he gave himself his own nickname, which is like, come really? on. Really? Like, he gave himself the polar bear. Like, come on, dude. It's a cool nickname, but you can't do that, man. Like, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, that, that that's like, that's kind of like an unwritten rule of nicknames. You can't do yeah, that. You can't uh, there's a kid in my grade who's going to name, uh, being, his name is going to be Underclothes. He, he, he comes up, comes, came out with a nickname for himself, and he calls himself that every time he plays Kahoot. So annoying. I mean, you can't come up with a nickname for yourself, dude. Like That's not how it works. It's not how it works. Yeah, but, uh, but, but anyway, yeah, I think that he had 53 home runs last year. I think the one thing he does really well is hit dingers, and I think he's going to continue to do that. I think that, yeah, he mashes, bro. I mean, yeah, he he really does. So yeah, I think that Pete Alonso definitely a top hitter in the MLB, definitely a professional hitter. I really do believe that he's going to lead the league, or lead the NL in uh, home runs this year. So now let's move on to your prediction, Sammy. What do you think? Yeah, for Alonso, I really like the guy. He's only twenty four, and in his rookie year, he hits fifty three home runs. I mean, talk about impressive. I mean, the only other guy I could really think of that did something close to that was Aaron Judge, who hit maybe a little more than that. And not trying to say that Alonzo is close to the player that Judge is, but, you know, because Judge is just more of a complete guy. But Alonzo, it's just the pure definition of power. I love the guy. And I agree with Jack that he's going to be leading the league uh, in this 2020 shortened season in home runs, I'd give him 19 maybe. I think the home run leaders this year are going to be in that 17 to 19-ish range. We'll be lucky if we see someone with 20. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that does it for our 
predictions here today. I hope you guys enjoyed this baseball only special edition. It's for, I mean, obviously because the baseball season is coming up, we wanted to commemorate the opening day. So I I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Sammy, you want to say anything? Yeah. So another fun episode as always. And with the MLB season coming up, uh, you know, we're all super excited a week from the day that we're recording this. So super excited. And I don't really have too much else to say. Uh, fun episode, Jack. Uh, any last words for you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, good episode, fun episode, as Sammy would say. You guys can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Shatter underscore Cheap Seats Pod. Leave a voicemail at 202 743 1767. Oh, that is 202 743 1767. I really got to plug our voicemail more. Uh, the key word of the day is laughter. That is laughter. And yeah, uh, good episode. And see you guys next time on Chatter from the Cheap Seat. Oh,